God of abundant love, a God that says, I love you too much to not allow my son to do what he did. I love you too much. I'm not going to leave you in the position and the condition that you're in because I love you too much. So when we think about the, the work on the cross and we think that he went so willingly, what happens to our hearts? But it's like our hearts become undone. They just become so undone because he captures our hearts with his eternal love. His immutable heart, he never changes. Doesn't change. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And so here in this passage, it says, verse 28, Father, this was what he said to the Father, glorify. Father, Father, glorify your name. In prayer, do you say that? Lord, not my will, yours be done. Glorify your name through me. Glorify your son through me. Let your word be glorified through me. Lord, this is a difficult burden. Lord, this is a heavy, heavy situation that I'm going through. Nevertheless, Father, glorify your son through me. Let me bring you glory in and through it. It's important that we have this heart posture. And if you don't, if you can't honestly say that you are, have been praying that or you're ready or willing to pray that, then today is the day for you to say, Lord, cause that burning heart in me. Cause that soul surrender in me. Because you don't want to go one more day without that firm commitment, that resolve in your heart that you say, I am so passionately in love for what you did because I've got a revelation. Say, I got an aha. I got an aha of what you did for me, Lord. And see, when you have the aha, you walk differently. You talk differently. You walk as a son or a daughter of the Most High God, knowing that the provision was fully made. There's nothing else you can do. There's nothing I can do to earn my salvation. There's nothing you can do. You just receive it, right? And so he said here, he says, Father, glorify your name. Listen to this. Then a voice came from heaven. Do you not think that God wants to speak to you in your most difficult time of need? A voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. Oh, Jesus. Therefore, the people who stood by heard it. The people heard the voice of God and they thought that it had thundered. They thought, what was that? Was that thunder? And then some thought it was an angel. Was that an angel? What was that? But the point is, God spoke to his son, Jesus, whom also is God. And he spoke audibly that the others heard something. They thought it was either thunder. They thought maybe it was an angel. But the audible voice of God was present for all to hear. Powerful. It's powerful when you think about this. God is the same. And it says here in verse 30, Jesus answered and he said, this voice did not come because of me. In other words, I, I, I didn't need him to confirm this for me because he's God. Remember, I already know. He said, but it was for your sake. It is for your sake. How many times do you go through a difficult situation? You go through a valley and then God reminds you of his word. He reminds you of his word for your sake. Because it's for our sake that he wants us to be raised up into the high places of God, into the high callings of God. It's for your sake because ultimately we get to give him glory. And he knows that because he knows I've chosen you because you're my chosen one. And I know that I can entrust you with more. And so I'm going to lift her up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise her up as she calls on the name of the Lord, my, her God. And as she does that, I'm going to speak to her. I'm going to put her in remembrance because the voice of God is speaking. We know God speaks through his word. We know God speaks through various means, right? But in this case, it was an audible voice. 
It's this case. Uh, and so we don't, we don't uh, disqualify the audible voice, even though it may not be something that's um, commonly happens, but yet it does happen. And it has happened. And it does happen still today. It may not be the primary way God speaks to us, but it does happen from time to time today. But most of the time, yes, God will speak through his word. He will speak to your spirit man. He'll speak in dreams and visions. He'll speak through other people. He'll speak through that inner knowing. We know how God speaks. But in this case, he spoke and they heard it. They all heard it. And so Jesus said, this voice didn't come because of me. It came for your sake. Verse 31, now that Jesus says this, now is the judgment of this world. Remember now, you guys, Jesus was about ready to be crucified and he knew it. And so he says, now is the judgment of this world. Now, therefore, it says the ruler of this world will be cast out. He knew the battle that he was going against. He knew the wickedness in high places that were trying to mess up the plan of God. But he knew his power was in staying in divine union with his God whom he is true. Go figure. But at the same time, it's an example for us. Yes, you have assignments against you and your family, but your power is in the presence of God. And as you remain in the most holy place, in the secret place, in the dwelling place of God, you will receive power from on high that you don't have in the natural. Say, I can't get it in the natural. Can't get it in the natural. I don't want to get it in the natural. I want to receive it from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Who is my Lord? The King of Kings. Come on, the God of glory. The God of glory that wants to glorify himself through you. That's incredible. The God of glory wants to glorify himself through me. And he wants to glorify himself through you. He wants to reveal his glory through you. And in a time where there are so many people that are so afraid... And you see that spirit, that spirit in the air. You see the spirit of, of, of uh, fear and of oppression. And you see it as you go different places to the store, grocery stores and such. You'll see that heavy, oppressive spirit. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let them see Jesus in you. They may not want to talk to you too much right now. I don't know. I know that's been happening to me as they push their carts around and looking at me like, why don't you have a mask on? You know, as a look on their face, you know. But let me tell you, let them at least see Jesus. Give them a smile. Let them know that there's a joy in me that cannot be taken away. You didn't give it to me, so you can't take it from me. But this joy is Jesus. And it gives us that peace that passes all understanding. Amen. And it brings us into places that we cannot go on our own. But with the spirit of God, we will. And we will. Every single one of us. It's powerful to be a Christian and to know your rights in Christ. Let's keep reading. So it says, verse 31, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Jesus is prophesying here. He's saying, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And then verse 32, which we started with. And if I am lifted up from the earth, I would draw all people to myself. He knew that it, the cross that he had to go to, he went willingly, but he knew that as he did, would do that, he would draw all people, those that are willing, those that are called, he would draw all people unto himself. Amen. It's a powerful statement that Jesus made. Verse 33, and he said, this he said, signifying by, by what death, he would die. Now, let's look back at the voice of God. Let's go back because I want to zero in on the voice of God. 
We know here that it says that those who stood by, they heard the voice of God. They heard, but they thought it was thunder. Some thought the angel had spoken, but it was the voice of God. Now I want you to turn to Psalm 29. Turn to Psalm 29. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we love your word. We love your word. Oh, we thank you for your powerful word. I'm going to read to you Psalm 29. It's all about the voice of God. And so it says in verse 1, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord, the Lord of glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Amen. We are to give unto the Lord the glory that is due his name. When we sing, we're not singing because oh, we got we to sing you know, all these songs and we just need to, it's, it's what they always do. You know, they're singing for an hour, two hours about, you know. No, we get to sing. We get to give him glory, the glory that is due his name. Because it's nothing within us. It's not a chore. It's not an obligation. It's an expression of the love of God that he's poured in us first that we get to lavish back upon him. Right? Amen? Uh, yeah, it's just powerful. So it says here, the glory do, do his name. Give unto the Lord. This is what we're, we're commanded. We're commanded to give unto the Lord the glory do his name. And then it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, in the beauty realm of God. And that's what happens. See, the beauty realm of God becomes released as we touch the hem of his garment. We touch the heart of the king. And the beauty realm of God is released in this room. And that is why there are so many people that testify time after time after time of the change of what happens when they leave. And, and, and you know, we don't take the glory. Are you kidding? We will not steal his glory at all, ever, ever. It belongs to God. But there is something to be said about desiring that glorious realm and pressing in. And creating an atmosphere that actually, that actually God wants to be in. He wants to be with you. He wants to be in your worship services. He's not in every worship service. Lord, I believe you're in every one of our worship service. Because we press in. Now Jesus says here, he says it's the beauty Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. So it sounds like to me, I could go through a few songs. I could worship, but I, but or, or I could worship in the beauty of his holiness, saying, Lord, none of me, but all of you, I want you to reveal yourself in and through me. I lavish myself upon you tonight. There's a difference. Do you hear what I'm saying? So a, a laid down lover of the king. And, and so how we worship him. Now verse 3 says, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord. The God of glory thunders. The God, I want you to think about the analogies. I want you to think about the word pictures that the Bible says about the voice of the Lord. It says the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. His voice is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. When you hear the voice of the Lord in however form you hear it, the voice of the Lord is powerful. Why? Because it causes us to change. It brings us to a place of repentance. It brings us to a place of intimacy. It brings us into a place of deeper uh, communication with him. Right? The voice of the Lord is powerful. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, the voice of the Lord is powerful. Learn to hear his voice. 
The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Verse 4. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon, and he makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Siron like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. As in the day of Pentecost, the flames of fire. This was way before Pentecost. But it was prophesied of what the voice of the Lord will do in that day to come. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is speaking in your life right now. What is he saying? Are you listening? Because the voice of the Lord is speaking in many, many different ways. So, Father, fine-tune us right now. Let us hear the voice of the Lord. We don't want to leave out of this place and hear a message about how the voice of the Lord thunders, how the voice of the Lord is powerful, and yet leave and still not hear. So fine-tune our hearing, Lord. Because we want to hear the voice of the Lord. And whatever it is that he needs to say to us, whether it is a, a, a word of correction, then Father, correct us because we want to be right with you. If it's, a, it's, if it's a voice that says, keep going, you're on the right track, a word of affirmation, praise God, thank you, Lord. But whatever it may be, Father God, a, a voice of endearment, I love you, son, I love you, daughter. Whatever, a, a voice of revelation, here's what you need to know, and I'm going to tell you what you need to know because the secrets of the Lord belong to those who... Fear him. Right? So the voice of the Lord. So Father, speak to us and fine-tune our hearing. Even now, as a, as a group, we pray this right now, Father. Yes, let us hear your voice in a greater, greater way, Father God. Hallelujah. Okay, where am I? Verse 8. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. Think about that. The voice of the Lord brings forth the birth. Because sound is powerful. And that's why when you come into union with the Lord, that means you align yourself with the spirit of God, not, in, not just in the heady way, but your spirit is so aligned and in tune with what he is doing. You walk in a way that the sound that comes out of your mouth breaks the barriers because the voice of the Lord is powerful and it will cause change. Oh, I strongly believe that. Do you believe that? Do I have a believing group of believers in this room? About the sound of your voice, your voice, when it's partnered with the voice of God. Because his voice, his voice is powerful. Birth happens at the sound of his voice. Graves are emptied at the sound of his voice. The dead are raised at the sound of his voice. The voice of the Lord is powerful. We want to hear the voice of the Lord more and more. We want to increase, increase our hearing, Lord. Increase our hearing, God. But yes, verse 9 says, the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. Wow. Wow. And strips the forest bare. And his temple, everyone says, glory! I don't know what it is about the glory of God. But the voice of the Lord in the temple, everyone says, glory, glory, glory. Like in the book of Revelation, when they're bowing down, glory, glory, glory. Could they have not come up with another word? No, because the glory of God is incredible. It's magnificent. Glory. The glory of God. And his glory is with us right now in this room. His glory 
his Shekinah glory, his heavy weight of glory, his presence and it's so thick glory. And we give you the glory, Father, and your glory is with us. And verse 10 says, the glory or the Lord sat enthroned at the flood and the Lord sits as a king forever. And the Lord gives strength to his people. Come on, the Lord gives strength to his people and the Lord will bless his people with peace. So therefore we will not fear. What do we have to fear? If God is in control of nature. I just read all these different things of nature. If God is in control of nature, therefore I shall live in peace. We will live in peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace and Jesus lives on the inside of us. Amen. So, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, Jesus said in my name, he will give you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, Jesus said in my name, in the name of Jesus, he said, I will give to you. He will give to you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask. Say ask. ask. And I will receive. I will ask. And I will receive that my joy may be full. That word is also complete. That my joy may be complete. So Jesus claimed deity. He taught his disciples to pray in his name. Pray in my name. Because I'm God. This is what Jesus was saying. Pray in my name. But yet Jesus said, pray in my name because he said, I am God. He is God all by himself. Son of God and God. Now here's where you're going to take notes and you're going to write these scriptures down. He claimed that he and the Father were one and that he was the Son of God. John 10, 30 and 36. John 14, 9. John 17, 11. So he claimed that he and the Father were one. Right? Uh, he claimed that to know him was to know God. If you know Jesus, you know God. He claimed that to see him was to see God. When you see, when you see God, you see Jesus. He claimed that to receive Jesus was to receive God. He claimed that to believe Jesus was to believe God. And he claimed that to honor Jesus was to honor God. Now, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. Right? So we will exalt Jesus and we will not exalt fear. We're going to exalt Jesus and not exalt fear. We lift up the name of Jesus and not the voice of fear. Amen. Zechariah 9, 12. Return to your fortress. Prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Say the Lord is going to restore double to me today. I'm claiming it today. I'm not waiting one day till I go to heaven. But today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of the Lord. Amen? Amen? So look at what it says. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope. We don't hope like the world hopes. We don't wish. The world, their hope is, I wish. I hope it's going to happen. I hope it's going to happen. What they're really saying is, I wish it's going to happen. But it's, it's wishing and nothing. Amen. Prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope have a divine connection to the Spirit of God and everything that God is, is everything that you are. Your hope is in Christ alone, the hope of glory. Jesus is the hope of glory. The reason that you hope is because you hope in Christ. Your hope will not disappoint. Did he not say, my hope will not disappoint you? So we don't hope in hope. We don't hope in as the world understands hope, as in a wish. 
but our hope is secure in Christ. Our hope is secure. And so this is what I wrote. Our hope is not as the world defines hope. It's not a wish. Say, it's not a wish. But a steadfast commitment and a godly assurance in Christ Jesus. Our hope and our peace. He's our hope and he's our peace. Stand strong with joyful anticipation on Jesus Christ. For he is immutable and he does not change. But I'll tell you right now. He went willingly. We get to be prisoners of hope. That's a good thing. Say that's a good thing. It's kind of like if you're going to be a fool for somebody, you might as well be a fool for Christ. Because we've been fools of the devil long enough. But it's time to be a fool for Christ. It's kind of like that thinking, right? Even today I declare, say it over yourself. Today the Lord declares that he will restore double to me. And so in faith right now, I receive the double portion. In faith right now, I receive the fullness of what he went to the cross for. I receive right now total healing, total salvation, total deliverance, not just for me, but for my family. Not just for me, but for my church. Not just for me, but for the body of Christ at large. We stand in the gap and we pray. Oh, Abba Father, we pray right now that the wisdom of God and the revelation of God falls upon us right now. That as we stand as prisoners of hope, knowing, Lord God, that it is you that will restore double unto us. Lord, we lack for nothing when we seek your face, when we cling to the old rugged cross. We lack for nothing when we remember the good works of the kingdom of God, that you rose again on the third day. I thank you, Lord God, that you now sent your Holy Spirit that is deposited on the inside of us. And now we walk in godly confidence. Now we walk in faith, bold, confident faith. Now we get to shake what everything the world says couldn't be shaken. But you've got the kingdom of God on the inside of you. You've got the power of God, the dunamis power. You are a, you are one that's going to change the nations. Changing the nations, even through your prayers. Even through your prayers. Because the sound of the voice, it's like the Lebanon. It's like the cedars. It's like the sound of the voice. It's powerful, powerful, powerful. And so when he speaks through you, there's a shout, there's a sound that's breaking things that would not have broken otherwise. So you release that prophetic word. You release that prophetic word. mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you are going, how come she didn't pray that over me? Stop it. Take it. Receive it. Come on. We don't have an amateur church. Take it. Receive it. So I want that. Then take it. I want it. Come on. We all want it. Lift your hands up and say, Lord, I want that too. Yes, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. I'm your favorite one. Yes, we're all your favorite ones. Thank you, Lord. We receive it right now. Increase in me. Let the boldness increase in me. Let the fire of God increase in me. Let me see the heart of God, Lord, and let me be able to speak it out, oh God. Thank you. Thank you. We receive it right now. Right now. Receive it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Woo! You're gonna, oh, each one of you, you're gonna minister to the baby. 
taught you through this that your daughters are going to become more children of God because of what you've walked through. In Jesus' name. Wow. I saw you and I thought she should be holding a goblet, a goblet of communion. And he said, nope, I'm giving her little teeny cups and it's coming from the backbone because there was a back birthing that you gave, a back birthing that you gave. And what you thought was barren is not barren anymore. He said it was never barren. He said, you know how to give the sweet juice to each person because of what you've walked, what you've walked, what you've walked. And for you, he said, you blow trumpets. You blow trumpets. You blow trumpets. Blow trumpets. And he said, you know what? When people have thought you've been a nuisance, he said, you've been blowing a loud trumpet that God is well pleased with. Amen. She's on the worship team. Trumpeter of the Lord. God is good. Amen. All the time and all the time. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We love you. You may be seated. We love you, Father. We bless you. And I just want to do this before I, I'm going to hand the mic to my husband. Father, I thank you. We give you all the praise and the glory tonight again and again every day, every day of our lives, Father. We thank you for the word that went forth. I know, Father God, that when the word goes forth, Lord, change happens. It happens. I thank you that it fell on good soil, good ground, oh God. I thank you that we are changed forevermore, Lord God. Oh, we bless you. We give you the praise and the glory, Father. I just cover them right now in the blood of the Lamb right now. I thank you, Father God, that perfect provision has been made, and we walk in the fullness of it right now in Jesus' name. We give you all the glory, Abba. We love you. Amen. Amen. Like we had it all figured out. He's a really good trooper because I, you know me. Come on up. Okay, what am I going to do? I do that all the time. I was looking for Jody tonight. I'm like, I thought Jody was coming tonight. I, I was like, I think she's supposed to, you know, help us with singing tonight. And I'm looking and I'm looking. Jody, no Jody. Jody didn't show up. That's okay. Next time, another time. But yeah, I would have pulled her up. You know, I've done that many times. Let's just do this. Holy Spirit, lead him. He's going to do the offering prayer, guys. That's what this is all about. Let me just tell you. To, you know, in all fairness, he had no idea I was going to call him up to do this. So he's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want us to pass the baskets or whatever? No, let's not pass the baskets. Make it simple. People can walk up. So just in all fairness, I mean, he's, he knows the word. He's bold. But Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at www.kathycoppola.org. You can also visit us at Mighty Win Broadcasting Network TV at www.mwbn.tv. God bless.